one, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm Anthony Moore, and I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church, located in Fort Washington, Maryland, and you are on the Carolina Church prayer call line. Thank you for your presence on today and um, for being a part of this prayer call line. I want to ask you to pull your notes out from our last gathering as we continue to talk about the concept, the idea, the commandment, the mandate that the Lord gives unto us as believers. Um, All of us have a responsibility as the hands of God. Um, We have the responsibility as God's eyes and God's legs to be witnesses about the gospel that has literally saved us. And so I've been drilling and talking to you all about this whole idea of us being witnesses for the Lord, and primarily because when we take a look at where our world is headed, where our city is headed, where the community is headed, in the direction in which our families are going. And when we look at what's happening amongst our young, um, one cannot help but to see that we have got to offer unto them what was offered unto us in terms of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I do want to challenge you who are on this call. I know it's early in the morning, but I want to challenge you that if God is to intervene, it will only be because we have determined to allow God to use our mouths as his mouthpiece, to use our voice as his voice, to use our hands as his hands, to use our feet as his feet. We have to become witnesses. Now, the question is, uh, Pastor, how do, we, how, do, how do I become a witness for Christ? How do I do that? How, so I want to talk about how to be a witness for Christ, how to be a witness for Christ. Well, let me say this to you all. Our role as a witness is to both tell of the good news with our words, but to also share through our actions. I want to say that again. Um, Our role as a witness is to both tell of the good news with our words. That's one thing. But then secondly, it's to also share through our actions. Um, Some people will never read the Bible And some persons will never even hear the Bible. The only Bible they will see or hear are our actions. So then, witnessing is an an all-of-life kind of thing because following Christ encompasses all of life. So we're called to follow him. We're called to follow him. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Just lock it in for me. Matthew 4, verse 19. We ought to walk in a manner that is worthy 
the calling that he has given unto us. Colossians 1 verse 10. So then first we're called to follow him. Matthew 4.19 We're called to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that he has given us. Colossians 1.10 We're called to be representatives of God in his mercy, in his grace, and his forgiveness. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. And we are called and to be prepared to tell of the hope we have in him. That's 1 Peter 3, verses 15 through 16. Allow me to do this again. I'm not in a hurry to run through this because it's so critical for us. Um, witnessing is an all-of-life kind of thing. It's an all-of-life kind of thing because following Christ encompasses all of life. So, number one, we're called to follow him, Matthew four 19. We're called to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that he's given unto us, Colossians 1, verse 10. We're called to be representatives of God in his mercy, in his grace, and forgiveness. That's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. And then finally, we're called and to be prepared to tell the hope we have in him. That's 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. Now, being a witness involves both word and deed. To continue with our 1 Peter 2 passage, uh, I want to look a little further into that passage and just kind of talk about this for a minute, the book of 1 Peter, uh, to see how he connects both telling the good news with the words and deeds. And for those of you who are with me, know that I'm doing a study on First Peter, and it's available to you, and certainly on uh, Wednesdays, even today, uh, not today, but um, we're on break for, because we're doing it tomorrow, but I'm doing a study on First Peter. You certainly get that study and be a part of that. Every Wednesday, we're talking about First Peter, walking through the first book of Peter. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. Look at what it says here. Uh, 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12. This is what it says. But you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So, dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, that they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. That's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 12. But let me share with you 1 Peter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But 
this with gentleness and respect. Now, y'all, there's a distinction in all of these passages. We share both in word and deed in response to all that God's done for us. It is out of who we are in Christ and whose we are as children of God that we go on to share and act in a way that's pleasing to God. It's out of who we are in Christ and whose we are as children of God that we go on to share and act in a way that's pleasing to God. Our good deeds don't save us, but are our proper response to the saving grace given to us. So then in turn, people see our good deeds and are drawn to this glorious God that we serve. So um, if we're going to witness for Christ, being a witness involves both word and deed. But here's something else it does. It also involves us drawing nearer to God for ourselves, nearer, drawing nearer to God for yourself. So as you seek to share all that you have seen and heard, you must first be drawing near to God for yourself. You have to be spending time with God in his word, in prayer, in fellowship with others, and grow in your relationship with him. And as you do, you will have firsthand experience to witness about your own relationship with God to others. Now, please let me just give it to you again. I, I know it's early in the morning. If we're going to draw near to God, Pastor, what does that look like? Drawing nearer to God, one, is spending time with God in his word. It's spending time with him in prayer, spending time with him in fellowship with others, and growing in your relationship with him. As you do that, you're going to get firsthand experience, firsthand knowledge to witness about your own relationship with God to others. The more time I spend with him. Now, I want you to look at the example of the disciples in this, y'all. They spent time with Jesus. They learned from him and then couldn't help but share all that they had seen and heard. Come on, y'all. This is Acts 4.20. When they, when, they, when they spent time with him, they learned about him. And when it was time for them to give their testimony, their witness, they were prepared because they had spent time with God. They had been in his word. They had been with him in prayer. They have seen him and a fellowship with others. So I, I, I want you to know that we have to draw near to God for ourselves. So how do I witness? Number one, um, I've got to be a witness in both word and deed. Two, I've got to draw near to God for myself. But then here's number three. Being a witness involves prayer and dependence on the Spirit. I'm going I'm to end it here. Being a witness involves prayer and dependence on the Spirit. Now remember, y'all, as a witness, it isn't your job to save people. That's God's job. Come on, let me let me talk to y'all again. Let me say it again. It's early in the morning. Listen, it's not your job to save people. That's God's job. But to share all that you have experienced is your job. To share the goodness of God 
is your job. To share your hope is your job. To share your testimony of how you got out of a life of sin, that is your job. So as you um, seek to share, do so with a heart of prayer for those you're sharing with and for your words to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Y'all ask God to work through you, both in word and deed. Ask God to work through you in both word and deed and do his work in the hearts of those around you. Ask God to do it for you, to help you with that. Pray diligently and depend fully on the work of the Holy Spirit as you faithfully serve. Um, here's what 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 says. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth, who gives the increase. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, this is my favorite one, you all. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Lord needs us. What will you do to help God get the word out? All right. Hey, listen, you all, let me ask you all to join me and help me to pray praying today for Sister Delmarie Hines, Delmarie Hines, in the transitioning of her sister-in-law. We are praying for that family. I'm asking you to pray for Sister Angela Jones, the Angela Jones um, and her family, and her relative who was hit by a car. We'll lift that family in prayer and lift that family in which you would just pray just pray if you will we're praying for brother Larry Thomas and Jackie Thomas praying for Deacon Sharon Durham praying for brother Gary Davis and brother Barry Hayes we're praying for Kathleen and Michael Davis for sister Mary Davis we're lifting Deacon Evelyn Mack in prayer sister Martina Baxter praying for her today. Associate Pastor Talia White, we're praying, who recently had a procedure uh, two, two days ago, which you lift her in prayer. Velda Jones, we're praying. Sister Gaylene Musgrove, we continue to bombard heaven on her behalf. Valerie Jones, praying for Monica today. Um, asking you all to pray for those families. We're praying for you. Let's intercede, if you will, collectively, together as a body. Let's let's pray together and ask God. I'll lead the prayer, but I need you to be talking to God also. Father, in Jesus' name, for all of the names that we have called today, but even those names that we didn't know to call, um, Ruth Ann Majors and Stephen Tucker, Harold Brinkley, Pastor DiCarlo, for all of the families and names that we didn't know to call, for all of the names that we, in fact, 
have, but people need prayer. God, we stand in the gap today, interceding on behalf of those persons. We intercede on behalf of our friends and families. We intercede on behalf of our politicians. We intercede on behalf of our pastors and preachers who have an arduous task of preparing your people to declare your word, to be witnesses for you. I'm praying today, God, for every pastor, for every church that's planted in your name. I'm praying for every sinner. I'm praying for sinners who are saved by grace. And, Lord, you would um, use us to declare your, your story. I'm praying for our children, for those who are on their way to school even now. Pray for the family of the two children that died on yesterday as a result of speeding through a neighborhood hit by a car. God, I'm praying for our young people who think it not robbery to take guns to school. We've watched the devil penetrate the hearts and lives of our young people to the point that our places of safety are no longer safe. So, Father, we determine that we're going to let you use our hands and our eyes and our mouths and our voices to be your witness. We will declare. We know, God, it's your business to save, but it's our job to declare that you can save. So, Lord, use us today. I pray as pastor and shepherd of your people that, God, you place a hedge of protection around them. In this season of Thanksgiving, God, we are grateful for what you've already done. And the truth is, if you never do anything else, you've already done enough. (laughs) Thank you for mercy and for grace. Now, Lord, as we end this prayer, let your presence never end with us. God, let us feel you like we've never felt you before. Let there be a boldness that rises up inside of us to declare to those close to us that the wages of sin is still death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Father, hear our prayer. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, y'all, listen. Um, happy Thanksgiving to all of you all. Happy holidays. No, happy Thanksgiving, not happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. This is a season where we intentionally turn our attention to being thankful. We will be in worship on tomorrow at 9 a.m., for one hour at our church, and um, certainly you all can tune in via the um, website if you like, and uh, or be there in person. Be there in person. Let's worship God together. Now, I've given you some principles today. On your mark, 
know that we love you with all our hearts. God bless you.